working. Can you hear me? Yeah, y'all can hear me? All right, cool, cool, cool. I like that. podcast where um shit this is where i was gonna read our little intro okay <clears throat> for those of you who don't know about days and amuse podcast days and amuse podcast is a cannabis fueled conversation podcast about culture um each week the hosts i as unique renique aka b and kirsten aka k wells with two z's <laughs> Um, talk about different things regarding um, adulthood, race, mental health, sexuality, gender, and everything in between. Definitely trying to amplify the voices that, you know, often get passed on or erased or ignored. Um, and then we also like to sprinkle in little hints of, of examples to be able to conceptualize a lot of the things that we talk about. We do that by introducing you to different things such as movies, music, TV shows, and other forms of, of media that may be of interest to you. So... With that being said, buckle up, because it is episode three. It's Woo! episode three. It is. Oh my god. Third time's a charm. Wait, pause. Okay, so with it being episode three, that means we're almost done with January. Bro. <laughs> and that means Katie, July, right? They, Katie's oh. going to be gone. She's about to be gone. My uh. sister's moving to Texas, and as you know, we reside in Illini, or Illinois, and um, that's pretty far, but that just gives me reason to go down there and visit and visit uh, Bernique's freaking cousins and meet oh, them. Oh, we coming down. Got, uh, hi, 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 cousins. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> so, I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> I don't know why I whispered that. I can't wait to meet you, Brandon. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I know, like, definitely. Actually... I'm pretty sure he's caught up because he's been sending us text messages, which if you happen to listen to our episode and like want to comment on things, you know, share your thoughts, um, you can either do that on Instagram, you can also email us, um, you can do that on TikTok, any of our social media platforms. If you're someone who's close to us, you know, you can send us a little buzz on our phone, you can send us a little text message. Words of encouragement go a long way and it's nice to hear from people that are seeing what we're trying to do and like appreciate it or like enjoy it or like take time for themselves to relax and listen and that's what we're trying to do this is an experience so self-care experience yes we are your self-care providers by giving you the moment of anywhere between 30 minutes in an hour more looking at an hour with how these episodes have been been formatted um to be able to literally not do shit but Get out your bong, roll you a fat ass blunt, roll you a fucking joint, do what you gotta eat an edible, yep. whatever it is, and just enjoy. It's good to just be, just to exist sometimes. So it's good to what? Be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So coming at you today, we are. I'm about to tell. Oh boy, he need to come in so I can close this. These blinds. Oh, yeah. It's cold. The kitty cat's on the balcony taking his time. Um, He's having some self-care, too. Always having that <laughs> self-care. It's important. Um, uh, speaking of self-care, hydration check. Drink your water. Mmm. Oh, delicious. Um, why don't you share with what strain we are um, enjoying for today, and I'll let, let my little baby in. All right. <clears throat> so... Today, we are smoking, wait for it, unicorn piss. I know what you're thinking. Piss, unicorn, only one of those things really exists that I know of. Well, this is a indica-dominant hybrid weed strain made from an unknown cross of strains. It's believed to be more relaxing than energizing, although the effects won't completely knock you out. Which, I mean, if you're me... 
it knocked me out earlier. So, it will calmly lift your spirits and air, your attitude. The effects of this strain will hit you instantaneously, so it's important to take it slow when toking. Consumers who have smoked unicorn piss report feeling blissful, giggly, and tranquil. The flavor profile is sour and skunky with notes of citrus shining through. Medical marijuana patients say that when they buy unicorn piss, um, are they when they're experiencing mild stress. So the strain is 20 to 24% THC, should be reserved for experienced cannabis consumers like ourselves. According to growers, unicorn piss flowers uh, into neon green nugs with orange hairs and frosty coating on, of trichomes. The original breeder of the strain is unknown. So lots of mystery with this strain. What lots is going on with your ears, buddy? You keep shaking. You might be uh, cold. That's what I was going to say, yeah. But yeah, a lot of mystery here. We don't know the cross strains that made this the strain. Pissy ass strain. But it literally like we've oh my god. <laughs> we've been smoking it for a little bit and like when you have it, you're like, why does it smell like piss in here? Like you're like, did my dog or cat have an accident? Literally, like I, it. Okay, so like for those who have cats, y'all know how like their urine can be like, who, and so. At one point, I had it in my purse, but it was, like, just in, like, a little Ziploc baggie. Um, and I had, like, put my purse down, like, went and did something, like, in the bathroom or in my room or something. Came back out to the living room, and I was like, what is that smell? And, like, literally just, like, going around, smelling my couch, like, touching the floor. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because it's... Dark. It's pissing. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so... We, uh, that being said, um, we have a, a, a great episode for, I'm going to always say that though. I'm never going to come on here and be like, we have a terrible episode for you guys today. Exactly. It's going to be awful. Because confidence is key. Confidence is key. Um, so today, um, we got a, a little bit, uh, interesting, um, um, episode for you. Uh, in terms of what the topics are going to be, uh, there has been a lot of of different types of I don't know, like like classifications and in, in ways to like single people out, you mm-hmm. know, stigmas, stigmas. Can we define that word for our viewers? Oh, yes, 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 our yes. viewers. Yes, yes. Let me. Let oh, me, I have it. Oh, and 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 just. Because she said, viewers, this episode won't be recorded um, because we're learning how to compress the big, giant video that we have um, since they are of a larger, you know, time. Uh, So, yeah, just just be patient with us. But you will have a video with the next one. So, um, stigma, as defined by um, Oxford Languages, is known as a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. In a more religious aspect, it's a mark that corresponds to those who that was left on the body of um, the person that they identify as Jesus Christ and uh, all of the followers, I guess. I guess that's what it says. That's weird that it has a Christian tradition definition on here. Like, ill. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, in terms of stigmas, um, there's a couple that we're gonna talk about. There's a lot of different elements and aspects that can come into like what what types of stigmas there are. So, for today's episode, we're gonna discuss the stigmas of um STDs and in in and why it's important to. Really, this conversation all comes down to why it's important to end these stigmas and not have these stigmas because there's important topics and conversations surrounding them. So we're going to talk about STDs. We also will be talking about um, the stigma of mental health um, as a whole, as well as specific diagnoses and situations within the mental health community as well. Um, And then finally ending with what we all have been dealing with for the past two years plus. Uh, stigmas that are associated with um, vaccine, vaccine status, as well as just COVID in general. So, yeah, I've got a lot, a lot going on, a lot going on, and a lot to um, discuss. No fighting, you two. 
Go on. <sighs> so. My grinder got stuck. That one's a little sticky, too. I think this it's this one. bud. Bro, I need, like, uh, what am I going to do? How you do we gotta, clean a grinder, bro? You got to boil it. You can boil it in some milk. And some milk? Milk. No, like not like like almond milk for oh, us. Oh, like you know I can get shit. Yeah, like almond milk for us and be able to. Speaking of which, I man, I do have that, some almond milk. Well, so you boil it in milk? Well, cause cause it, it it's like if you were to boil it in butter in, in butter, and so like it it can be another way to the so so that way you're just not cleaning this out and wasting all of that, bro. Um, speaking of like guts and and milk and dairy. Oh. That broccoli and cheddar soup, I shouldn't have had that. It's okay, I shouldn't have had it either. Girl, I'm over here already struggling. Are you? And I had a big, I had a bowl and you had a cup. Girl, I'm already over here struggling. Shit. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. (sighs) Well, also I had milk in this. Why didn't you tell me? I forgot! See, I'm going to tell y'all right now. I'm going to tell y'all right now. See, earlier today, I got up, hung over as fuck, and I was like, I'm going to see Bernique. So then, Bernique was on the phone with me, and she was like, hey, will you get some coffee and bring it here? And I was like, hell yeah, you know I fucks with coffee, also I need some. So my ass goes to Dunkin'. These motherfuckers are like, we're only doing coffee and donuts. So like, I was gonna get breakfast because, because, you know, um, I was hungry. And that didn't happen. So Bernique puts in her little order with me and says she wants her little caramel craze. You know, latte, iced. I'm like, I got you. So I say, can I get a caramel craze latte, iced, medium? And then, can I get a medium latte with almond milk, caramel? When you said that, I was like, see, well. <laughs> see, I should have asked. From now on, if I'm getting you something, you can't have no dairy unless you specifically request it. Okay. <laughs> no, and I need to be better about that because literally my fucking insides will be like, it's it's not even to the point now where it was just like oh you know I have gas or poops like now it's to the point where it's like painful and I think it's because I haven't had like you know really dairy or any kind of like meat in in how yeah. even now I, I y'all know that like yes didn't find it as vegetarian every once in a while we eat like you know would be more on the pescatarian and in fish in that aspect. Even now, I don't have that. I don't eat any elements of, like, meat. I haven't, and I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. And so now, like, no slight fat, things no been. Boss. No, Nothing. no. So, like, that shit be, like, eating my fucking insides. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you, if you ever decide to eat meat again, I will say um, it's going to be rough, but. You know what? I always think about that, and I know, like. I've always been like, oh, you know, I'm going to have my day where I'm just going to chow down on whatever. But, like, the more I keep thinking about it, I'm like, I don't fucking want meat. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't. I agree. (laughs) I fucking wasn't um, eating meat for, like, seven years. Mm -hmm. And then when I started again, I was like, yeah. And then, like, there came a time where I'd be like, like, I still buy veggie crumbles. And I had a veggie burger last night for dinner when I got home when I was fucking lit. But, yeah, there are, there will still... Sometimes when I'm like, you know, like meat just doesn't sound appetizing. Or like if I go somewhere and like, depending on how they cook the chicken and stuff, I'll be like, this just is rubbery. Or like it's just like the way the chicken splits the muscle, or like you know the how uh, it's just it's the way it shreds. It's just like not sexy to me. So yeah. Um. So I'm gonna pause this. I'm about to put this back on. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that or not. Um, we're uh, we're trying to think of 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 previous partners who had like choked us during sex. Not like choke, like well, I mean, this no, sex. in my ass, <laughs> yeah. this motherfucker, they had put the elbow around my shit. Like they was like, what? <laughs> next subject. Next subject. <laughs> I can't. And I feel like I blacked it out because I, like, can't remember to the life of me exactly who the person was. Like, and I've only had sex with, like, a handful of people. So I'm like, who was that? But I think I remember who it was, but I'm not sure. Wait, mouth the mouth. Mouth the name. They're gonna hear. No. Don't say any noise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a hard one to mouth. That's a hard one to mouth. 
like without making any noise. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 It was like a. It was like one of those like oh tell someone like you like something and they like took it overboard and really thought like to run with it. I'm like, have you never done this before? I mean, like, uh, okay. probably not. Anyway. <laughs> So, um, stigmas. Um, oh, that's a perfect segue. Speaking of sex. Um, so when it comes to, oh, even past STDs, there's a lot of stigmas just in general that surround sex. Cause like one, I think about it in terms of, since we had that weird random Christian definition, um, I think of it in terms of your, your, your sexual status and like, how many people you have had sex with as well as if you have an STD or mm-hmm. not. So in terms of like your sexual status in the beginning, it's like when people hear that you're not a virgin, that automatically like puts some kind of like picture in people's mind of like, oh my gosh, like you're not pure. You don't, And it's like this quote-unquote badge of honor that you're supposed to walk around with and wear to be like, I'm, I'm still untouched. And like for me, I'm like, never did I ever expect to not have sex with someone before marriage because I'd be damned if I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with someone, not know how they are like physically in the bed mm-hmm. we especially knowing what my like love language is now and then us get intimate and i'm like shit like i married this person and i literally can't stand the way they're fucking me yeah and it's like there's only so much that you can show a person like i'm all for like oh you know like i'll show you like i've literally this is like tmi no there's no tmi on this fucking show You're right for the person who this was i'm sorry i'm not gonna say your name but i've, <laughs> I've taught people how to make out like I have literally made out with people who had no clue how to, like, do that. And, like, I've taught them, like, slow and, like, you know, certain times, you know, it might get a little heavier and, like, maybe a little nibble on the lip. Don't stick your tongue too far in there. Like, just a little, little baby, like, tongue plays, you know, like, little, little, little bit of tongue play up in there. I had to teach people how to make out because they didn't know how to, like, kiss me right. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to be, like, doing that with you if you don't know. And I've told you who that person is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing that, but, like... Just, like, I'll help you, but there's only so much you can show someone in the bedroom or sexually, like, before it gets to where it's, like, okay, like, this isn't turning me on, like. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like we shame those who have, like, more sexual partners or sexual experiences because, well, okay, and even then, we shame them in aspects of certain ways. So, we'll shame body, we'll shame somebody, aka we'll shame women for having too many sexual partners but when it comes to like men it's like this again that like this trophy thing of being like hell yeah like i just fucking fuck got to my 20th person you know but like when it comes to like you know thinking of females in their 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 um their sexual experiences it's like ew you've had sex with how many people like ugh. Mm-hmm. but everybody wants a freak like so it's like well Make it make sense. You either yeah. want me to be a, a sexually experienced to be able to provide you pleasure, or you don't want me to be sexually experienced and you're going to enjoy me not, you know, having a body count. Yeah, like, it's got to be, like, equal across the board. And, like, and I think who and when and how people are having sex is, like, not anyone else's business. So it's, like... Why did when and why did that even become a thing? Because pe- because people are insecure, you know. Because some people are like, oh well, if you're doing it, then it's bad. But if I'm doing it, then it's good. Like that's just feeding into your uh, your own ideas and feeding into an idea that's negative towards one sex or one gender, and that's not okay. And like you said earlier about the whole like STD thing. Like, I'll be honest, like, you can have sex one time and get, and get an, an STD. STD. Like, that should happen to me. Like, I fucking had sex. My fr- The first person I ever had sex with was was a boyfriend. He had cheated on me. And, like, I got an STD from him. Like, and, and, and whenever we hear about these terms and, you know, oh, somebody, somebody got this, somebody got that, we're always quick to demonize them not knowing what happened in the background. Like, 
I fucking had an STD before because my partner cheated on mm-hmm. me. Like, it is what it is. Well, okay, I didn't, I don't know if I actually had, but I just started taking, like, the medicine because yeah. I'm assuming, like, literally just assuming this is the only person that I've been with and that we've interacted with. And, like, in terms of my sexual health, I am very cautious about it. And so, like, I am, like, wrap it up, protection, da-da-da, all of this, but this is someone that, like, we had been intimate for a while and, like, we had this quote-unquote level of trust and communication. Lies. But, but, um, so, like, they had to come to me with the, with the, like, conversation of being, like, you know, I slept with this person, they came to me and told me they had this, you know, you probably have it too, and, like, in that moment, you know, that was back when I was fucking broke. I mean, not that I ain't broke now. But, you know, it was either, okay, I pay a doctor's, uh, what is it called? Copay. I pay a copay to get an appointment that tells me, yes, you got what I probably already know I have anyway. And, like, here's the treatment for it. Or my other option was to literally go and be like, my, go to Planned Parenthood because... Planned Parenthood helps out with a lot of different things other than just the concept of, oh, they just do abortions. No, that's where I went and got free me too. health treatment for my STD. Yep, me too. Um, But going there and being like, you know, this is what I'm going through. They told me my options and it was like, you know, knowing that your partner already came to you with this, we can just go ahead and like treat it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Why am, You really think I'm about to sit there and be like, yeah, let me get tested, and then, like, no, I just won't treat... No, we're going to treat it anyway, so might as well just go that route. Yeah, like, no harm in some antibiotics and shit. Yeah, and it's, like, it's weird because we... Ow, Bubby, ow. It's weird because we... It's like what you said, we demonize these people who have SCDs and and assume that, oh, it's because they're out here in the streets fucking. It's mm-hmm. out here and they're being, you know, promiscuous. And a lot of times they're catching it from people who they're supposed to be able to trust, be able to trust with their bodies. So mm-hmm. now they have to walk around with this stigma because y'all like to judge people when no one knows their full story. Yeah. And it's always important to, like, be honest with your partner, partners or whoever you're around sexually, you know, and let them know you know what's going on with you especially if it's something like that you do have um flare-ups with or like you do have something where like it it's not something that can be cured yeah you should like let your partner know because i'll I'll be honest like I, i have dated someone who had hsv1 um and if you don't know what that is like you can look it up it's um usually found on like your mouth but it can be transferred to your genitals if you have an outbreak and you give someone some kind of pleasure on their oral. genitals. Yeah, oral. And um, it's important to, like, let people know because it's, like, for me, I felt like, you know, it didn't diminish how I felt about that person, but it made me feel like I needed to be more careful and, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't know, you know, that that was even something I should be thinking about. And they told me, you know randomly one day before I met right before I met their parents and I was like huh <laughs> I was like this is terrible timing but hey thanks you know <laughs> thanks for letting me know but yeah always be honest like there's nothing to be ashamed of like there it, it happens like and if somebody makes you feel ashamed for it like especially if it's in terms of like a friend a partner family member like literally fuck them like mm-hmm. It's, you're already going through a stressful period. It's not like you're, you were like, it's not like you're like, I fucking wanted this. Yeah. It's not like you went and got a tattoo or a piercing. Like, you know, it's just like, damn, like, give me a break. Like, I'm already freaking out about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there are some other stigmas where it's like, yeah, you have a stigma as a whole and in, in terms of like, like. Something like, oh, this person has this STD. Um, but there's also, I feel like, stigmas within something that's already stigmatized as well. And so, in referring to that, um, I'm speaking on, on the terms of, like, mental health. Mm-hmm. 
that is already something that is like a very difficult conversation and trouble conversation. People don't understand it, especially in terms of how it can break down in relationships, how a person is acting and you just don't understand like why are they acting like that, mm-hmm. bitch, because they're they got depression. Mm-hmm. Like but I feel like what I have found within, especially with the passing of my brother and him, you know, dying by suicide, that there is this stigma of within the mental health community as well of like, like what kind of mental health issue you're going through. And I feel like in terms of like suicide, that's looked at upon like so negatively and like definitely not talked about, definitely like hushed on, definitely like kind of like ridiculed of like you know well that person did it to themselves in comparison to like other mental health problems like people will be like oh well everyone has anxiety so like I understand that aspect you're gonna sit there and tell me you understand someone who has anxiety and like freaks out all the time but not give the benefit of the doubt to someone who probably has anxiety too Mm -hmm. which is contributing to them feeling the way that they're feeling feeling like they have to take their life Mm -hmm. like Like there's no other option yeah yeah Yeah, like i couldn't i couldn't imagine like it's it's almost impossible to imagine you know what someone goes through because you're not them you don't have their experiences like you would only know if if it was to happen to you you would only know like that's how that's kind of how i think of it like I will only be able to experience or know that if it were to ever happen to me. And I hope and, you know, and I, I hope that I would never, you know, have that negative of, of a feeling or thought inside my mind or, or body that I feel that I have no other option. And, and you know, it's it's so, it hurts, it hurts, but it's, it's something that we can't shy away from. Like, you have to, I, even with people passing away from natural causes, I always think of things like that and I think, like it is terrible or like when someone dies in an accident it is terrible but it's like we we have to come to terms with certain things and we have to talk about them otherwise we'll never be able to understand or or get to a point where we're okay with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like having that aspect of being like well you know and i i think that goes along the terms of like why the word like crazy isn't used as much mm-hmm. because like you know even with that there i feel like that was being weaponized to 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 either like put yourself on a pedestal in terms of being like well i don't have well like yes i have mental health problems but i'm not crazy right like, like no no like uh-uh mm-hmm. that, first of all we don't do that around here nope second of all like one thing that I have come to realize in terms of, like, even just my mental health is that things are so interconnected and woven and, like, sporadic. And there's so many ups and downs and changes. And, like, you can you can be diagnosed with one thing one day, the next thing the next week. Because, like, one, no one knows. There's so many symptoms that overlap. So, like, you, for you to sit there and be like, well, well, you know. I only have depression. I'm I'm I don't have BPD. You don't fucking know that because next thing you know, you're talking to your doctor, you're talking to your therapist, you're talking to your psychiatrist, whoever it is, and everything that you've been doing so far isn't working or based off of what you're saying, they're now looking at you like I know we said it was just depression at first, but actually you got BPD. Then now you're sitting there looking like the stupid one because you've been sitting there ridiculing all these people based off of how they're acting and shit like that. And you got the same shit. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't compare illnesses. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can't be like, well, I'm not as, you know, this or that as them because I've got something different. Like, we're still, like, in this shit together. Like, we need to be helping each other. We need to be, t- like, I want to talk and be friends with people who are, like, open and honest about how they feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you necessarily tell me what you're diagnosed with at all because that's your business and, like, you know, I don't I don't need to know anything you're not comfortable telling me. But, like, when I talk about things or having tough times or, like, you know, having ups and downs and things like that that I go through, I want, I want to hear your vocal opinion, too, about, like, you know, hey, you know, 
I feel that or and if you can't relate I want to hear like just some support or like just the just the open floor to just be honest with each other because why are we gonna spend time like intimate time together if we're not gonna know each other you know yeah and I feel like in terms of like like for instance Kirsten and I's relationship every time that we had a disconnect and like didn't talk it was because of something surrounding like something dealing with mental health or something that had like some kind of influence on it whether it's an elevation in anxiety or Mm -hmm. or you know dealing with new kinds of like you know mental health situations and components and it's like I realized that our relationship definitely has gotten stronger within the past couple of years because it went from honestly for that first that first bout of us not talking my bad that was all me because like for real because like in terms of of me not you know really ever noticing or having to focus on like being functioning with my mental health at that time to going to being a hot complete mess but just Mm -hmm. like being like I'll fake it till I make it I did leave you in the dark and did have this very like isolating moment where I wasn't fucking with anyone. Like mm-hmm. I was literally just in in my zone and in my element. Mm-hmm. And so like here I am telling you like I'm fine, I'm good, like it's good, like all of these things, but yet what I'm saying and what I'm doing isn't matching. Mm-hmm. And it's like now that we're able to have and have had those communic- or like that talk about like hey, this is what I was going through, this is how I feel now. Yeah. This is like all of those things and being comfortable in having those conversations. I feel like it has made our relationship stronger. Like yeah. I know now that like that I can I can tell honestly, like, hey Kirsten, this is how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and like why I don't want to do anything. I now feel comfortable being, you know, at first it was like weird to be like, damn, I'm canceling and like Literally, the reason why I'm canceling is just because of the anxiety of going out. Like, mm-hmm. it, I especially at the, those beginning moments, I was so fearful of being out in public and just getting triggered because it was happening yeah. all the time at the beginning when we were going out. I felt like every time we were going out, it was something. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? So and now, I now have realized, and I don't mean to cut you yeah. off. It just brings me to like a moment when that happened, and it's like I've now realized some of the small things. You know, like, it, it triggers me for you almost because yeah. when people say, like, when people make jokes and things like, like, we've talked about this on the podcast, but, like, people will make, like, suicide jokes or, like, they will watch a movie and unfortunately someone will pass in the same way that he passed or something. Yeah. And it just kind of, like, it hits me and I'm just like, oh, that, that hurts, you know, and it's like, but... I have to be able to, just like you're able to deal and, like, move on, not move on, but, like, I'm saying move on from that specific trigger moment um and kind of continue to like you know think of something else and kind of maybe Do revisit that later yeah. yeah but i i think of that because i i know like the certain like there's a song i know that song because i i connect oh my that god song. three doors down my angel grip tonight yeah <laughs> so um that song fucking um that was, I told you, the first song, one of the first songs I ever sang on karaoke as a kid because I got a karaoke machine. Yeah. And it came on there and so did uh, a TLC song or a Destiny's Child song. Um, one or the other, I can't remember which one. But um, so when you told me that that song was like one of his songs like that he really liked, I was like, oh, okay, like I will be able to remember that. And, you know, the song came on one time at, at uh, karaoke. And, and uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> And we, we were like, we're going to go outside real quick. Like, we're going to go smoke. Like, we're going to go chill real quick. And everybody's like, oh, okay. And we're like, yeah, like, we'll just be right back. Like, Yeah, because, like, in those I, – I will say I'm very private when it comes to my emotions. And so, like, you know, I am a, a, a crier in private. Um, if you see me cry, like, you know you know it's real. Yeah. But, like, no, not even that. Even if you don't see me cry, it doesn't mean that it's, it's not a, a real kind of friendship or relationship <laughs> or anything like that. It just, like – it's hard. It's it's very hard for me. I feel like I have grown up just always in these different states of moments where like either impending doom has happened or there's the potential of impending doom. And it's like, you know, I have to be, even as a young person, like regulating my emotions and just being like, okay. Like, especially being in a military family, whenever like it would be like, oh, dad's going overseas. Like, you're like, all right. Like, you know. 
I emotionally, I grew up very fast. I feel like I was emotionally an adult by the time I was like in my my early preteens. But all of that to say, it's true. Um, I am a very private person with my emotions, and so like whenever I'm in public and like something like that happens, I either one just like completely like shut down emotionally like all together like I just shut down everything and at that moment I'm just like existing in that space and sometimes it is noticeable because it goes from me being like uh uh kick it kick it to like literally I'm just sitting there just like zoned out on whatever or I'm on my phone I'm that is a quick regulation of my mood I'll hop on my phone and just be like, something mm-hmm. on here would keep me occupied. And that is funny because I've started, or not even started, I've been doing this for a long time, but like, I've started to, I said start again. <laughs> I have been uh, basing, you know, what I'm doing and mindfulness on others' actions. So like, if, you know, you get on your phone, I might get on my phone a little, but I'm watching you. I'm making sure... <laughs> I'm for real. I'm fucking weird, dude. I'm literally watching you to, to see is the phone right now because she feels uncomfortable or doesn't know what to say or like... Because I go through that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be on my phone and I'll be like, well, I'm kind of being awkward and I have anxiety and like maybe I'm talking too much or, you yeah. know. So I'm, I'm looking at you... Trying to see, like, hey, is she on her phone because she doesn't have the social capacity at this moment? Or is, like, you know, she's probably texting someone who we're about to meet up with, probably. Uh Or, like, you know, like, it's something that she, you know, has to do because it's going to help whatever else we've got going on. But I I am not on my phone because I'm bored with anyone. I'm on my phone because I'm, like, trying to, I'm gauging the room. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like a regulatory thing yeah. for me, you know. So, um, so don't you ever think about that because I'm watching you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, she's enjoying it. I'm like, I'll I'll watch some TikTok until she's ready to talk to me. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it definitely like takes me a lot to like be expressive of my emotions, and so, um, in terms of like you know having those triggers and 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 how to like deal with them and and. Or even being comfortable, getting more comfortable with, with expressing my emotions or talking about my brother. I realized that you know there also has to be this level level of comfortability in talking about suicide and like ending that fucking stigma. So here we are, Days and Amuse podcast. <laughs> so if you need help, please seek out help. Um, I just saw today probably. Four and a half, five hours ago, Regina King's son passed by suicide, um, which is very unfortunate. So, yeah, it's in, in, there's no, there's no, yes, there's some signs that you can look out for, but there's, it also looks different in everyone. Um, there's, if you want a really good resource that just, it, it really breaks down a lot of different things. Um, and there's a lot of posts that I see um, that comes through that I'm like, oh, this is what I needed in this moment, or this really helps me relate. Um, the Real Depression Project on Instagram, um, a lot of people follow it. Um, right now I'm looking at, at it on Instagram, and I see Viola Davis. But um, it has a lot of, of information and resources, um, and, and it's just great. It's, it's definitely, yeah. Um, oh, what you got going? So, um, I wanted to show you guys or tell you of one that I follow also, which I'm going to follow yours. I want you to do this one. Um, so it's run by, uh, Dr. Michaela, which it does look like Dr. Michaela is a, uh, person of color, which is amazing. The Real Depression Project is following them. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I punched (laughs) her. I punched her in the boob. So, um, I follow My Easy Therapy and, um, it is... One of the best things ever that I have seen as kind of a great, like, little way to see something positive on your, you know, I don't know, your timeline. So, if you want something that's, like, gives you just random little things to look at. I know, this is a little cute. Oh, 
yeah. <laughs> They've got some cute little ones. Okay, so we'll also put the link in the show link. Yes. Or the link to to the Real Depression Project as well as um, the Easy Therapy. Is that what it's called? My Easy Therapy. My Easy Therapy um, in the show links. But yeah, just know that together we're going to end this segment against talking about mental health and, and what space you're in. Um, and then... I know, Bubby, it's time to talk about it. My dear friends, we've been going through this pandemic for two years now since, I mean, the end of 2019, but really seeing the effects of it in 2020. Dude, that's when this podcast started because of the fucking pandemic. Um, So here we are, and um, there's a lot of stigmas surrounding fucking COVID and this wild ride we've been on. Um, So let's just talk about first vaccines. Let's just fucking... Vaccines. Vaccines. Um, So if you are wondering the stance of... Well, I guess I guess we could each vocalize our own stance of, of vaccines because I don't want to speak as a whole and like, I mean, not saying yours is different than yeah. mine or vice versa. But um, in terms of my thoughts on the vaccines, um, am I pro-vaccine? Um, I feel like that's a hard question to answer in the sense of am I pro-vaccine for myself? Yes. When it comes to other people, I do feel like they have the autonomy to choose what is best for their body. Um, And this is why I say this. And I think this is where we get into like why I think vaccine status becomes a very stigmatized thing. But you have to be careful. I used to be that person where I was like, why aren't people getting vaccinated? Like, what do you mean? Like, you're, you're not getting, you don't have this vaccine, that vaccine. And I realized that. Um, I really was speaking from a place of privilege because there are you don't think about those people who whose immune system doesn't give them the ability to have vaccines. So it's poorly of me to automatically like think away about someone because they can't or because they are not vaccinated without knowing their reasonings behind it. That being said, I do believe that, you know, in having that conversation and reasoning of like why people choose or choose not to get vaccinated, um, when it comes to like some of the things in terms of being like, oh, well, it causes it causes autism. It's going to make you sterile. All of those things. Oh, the government's just trying to like put you down and control you. Um, I hate it when people make those arguments because I can easily turn it around and say, what's to say they're not doing that with the food that you're consuming? They literally are injecting the meats that you eat. They are putting preservatives and other chemicals in the foods that you eat. So like, if you're going to say that about vaccines, you can easily say that about the foods that you're eating and consuming. You can say that about the cigarettes that you're smoking. You can say that about a whole bunch of things. So I hate it when we talk about I'm not vaccinated in terms of that aspect. Um, But when it comes to being like, I'm not vaccinated because I literally can't, um, I understand. Like, I I understand. And um, yeah, I feel like those who can get vaccinated um, should, or if you are choosing not to get vaccinated, and especially in terms of uh covid um because i understand also especially when it comes to just like the health industry and the black community has not always been the best we have been used as guinea pigs and 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 just horrible things i know bubby and horrible things done to us so i understand that hesitation in in you know, not being so quick to go and get the things that, you know, is being pushed by the same government that used to test things on you and your family and your people and your community. In those aspects, I think that you need to be smart and make sure that you're doing everything that you can to not be the continuation of the problem of why we keep having these influxes influxes and increases in COVID um, cases. If you are choosing to not get the COVID vaccine, 
then you need to be masked up. You need to be social distancing. You need to be quarantining. You need to be getting tested regularly. You need to be doing everything that you can to not only protect yourself, but protect others. Because again, it goes back to those who literally cannot get vaccinated because it will kill them. That is my stance on vaccines. so i agree with like everything you said for sure and like i will say like i took so long to get vaccinated because i was one of those people who was scared you know like i didn't know like you know i was like oh i'm afraid (laughs) you know like just like everyone who was scared i wasn't fucking one of those people who was like it's the government trying to do this or that like definitely not me i was just afraid of you know what if i get sick and something happens because of all these crazy random stories that are coming out and all that shit But when I realized that, like, it was going to help me and, like, help the others around me, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, this is going to help me in the future. This is going to propel things for, like, the, I mean, technically, like, our society, like, I'm helping keep people protected, I feel like, and keeping myself protected. So, like, you know, that's the next, that felt like the next step. Like, it just felt like it's the right thing to do. So, like, fucking, you know, and I will be getting my little booster whenever it's time um i can't get it until february but it's almost time for me to schedule it because i set a little calendar thing on my phone for the day i can schedule boosty 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 but yeah like i agree i feel like you need to be wearing your mask you need to be washing your hands you need to be um making sure you're getting tested when you feel sick you need to be or when you i mean if you don't feel sick sometimes yeah, if something feels off if you know off, you've been exposed yeah especially yeah if you, it, if you get oh, exposed God. if you get exposed for sure get tested but i understand sometimes people will have it be vaccinated and not have any symptoms because i know someone that just happened to they had mm-hmm. to get tested for school and that's how they found out yeah and so. like like it's <sighs> It's been a lot with COVID and vaccines and all of that. And I feel like a big part of it is because it's become so politicized, which that's another re- thing that I hate. Um, but I forgot what, what I was just about to say about this. Um, um, we were going to do stigmas around having COVID too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's also another thing is that like, people who end up especially at the beginning like people who were getting covid like it was kind of like they were like shunned from like communities and families like it was just like this uh like you got covid like how could you like Mm -hmm. i i didn't get it like i you know what are you doing Uh, and it's like and i think a lot of it had to come with because there was all this rapid information that was coming out about symptoms and how it inter like how it was spreading, how it made you feel, all of that. So, like, people were not only scared, but, like, you know, it was that, like, fear-mongering aspect. Um, so it was easy to kind of, like, you know, finger shame, or finger shame, shame and finger wag at people who, mm-hmm. were, who were getting COVID. But then it's it, it goes back down to, like, if you're going to do that for people who catch COVID and spread COVID to other people need to do the same thing for those who catch the flu and spread it who you know catch a cold and spread it like and I, in in my in my with saying that I'm saying like there shouldn't be a stigma towards like catching and spreading anyway because like I feel like there needs to be a couple of different things that changes to be able to help that one if you're going to have sick days offered for people who don't feel well you can't shame them for when they go to try to utilize those sick days you can't be like oh you have a fever and you aren't feeling well well we really need you to come in mm-hmm. huh and then and then you're upset because you're like well you got the, the whole staff stick well mm-hmm. you made me come in yeah and i feel like places like when covid first happened my job um came out with a policy where you didn't have to um use sick days for feeling unwell because it was like almost impossible for like there's everyone was getting sick so it's like you know you may or may not have enough sick days for this seven to 14 days Mm -hmm. that you have to be down so um they implemented a policy where you didn't have to use your sick days for that 
now I don't know um, if you have to use your sick days or not, but I feel like it's more controlled. Like, you know, like it's like if you don't feel well, you will have coverage and you may or may not have to use your sick days depending on. And we all work from home, too. Mm-hmm. So I think the uh, that policy was implemented mainly because you were out of office and you couldn't work from home, too, because there was no laptops and computers and things like that for us to use at home for for that time Um, because it wasn't a thing and so I think that people you know especially in industries where they can't work from home should have some kind of policy implemented where you don't have to use your sick days if you have COVID or you're not feeling well yeah you easily can give you know a a positive test and then you get your seven to 14 days or however long you have to recover and whatever like you know because you know, if you if you have a cold, I feel like you sure use your sick days. Maybe not. That's between you and your company, but at least have some kind of policy. Yeah, especially because COVID is a different kind of thing. It's and almost impossible not those, to get. It's those, almost those, impossible. Yeah, just imagine those people who have kids, where mm-hmm. it's like they're going to school. Like you know, they, they, kids are germs. They are. <laughs> they are little germies. So it's just gonna like circulate, and it's like it. It almost comes to a point where I remember there was this job that I work for where essentially like people with kids took priority of having like sick days off and shit like that because they're like and it was mainly because the manager themselves the managers themselves were like parents so of course they were like oh we're more understanding though so it was like I remember at one point like always having to cover because it was like this person's out because one kid's sick. Oh, well, now it's spread. So the next week, another kid's sick. Oh, now it's spread. Now next week. Oh, now they're sick. Like, all of these things. And then it's like, or they got to leave early, so to say. And and, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm not feeling well. I want to leave early, too. Mm-hmm. Like, shit. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just feel like it, it definitely, there needs to be, like, the standardized policy of, like, if you're sick, like, don't come in. Like, yeah. please don't come in so it doesn't spread. But also, there shouldn't be a priority based off of if you have kids or if you haven't have kids, if you mm-hmm. don't have kids. Because I have my little bubby. Look at him. I have mm. my little bubby. I have my little bubby. Oh, all right. Hey, double high five. We did it. <laughs> Coolio, do you want to do the outro? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll add some um, aspects of ASMR in the background. All right. So... You can follow us on Instagram at Days and Amused Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Days Amused Pod. You can email us at Days and Amused Podcast at gmail.com. You can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Days and Amused Podcast. Okay, I'm excited to see how that sounds. That was a hand hug. That was a hand hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, thanks, guys. Gals, theys, thems. We appreciate you listening and spending your time with us. Um, key takeaway from this episode, and I always want to leave with a little little sum. Just stop judging each other. Mm-hmm. Please. People are going through things. People, they are, y'all... We're already getting judgment from so many other aspects. Like, I feel like if each person makes an active effort to not judge, like, we're going to be we, we gonna be better. Hug each other. Hug each other, love each other. But wear your mask. Wear your mask. Hydrate. Drink some water. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.